ever heard of a man giving birth to a child? Well, if there was one, it would be all over the newspapers. And that man would be a millionaire. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck talks about a man who did just that and received a different kind of reward. But instead of the news becoming a headline, he was killed, and the story attempted to be suppressed. Interested? Keep listening. I delivered my first son through the natural childbirth process. Now, I know it might sound strange, but I didn't want any painkillers. I wanted to be awake and fully participate in producing this bundle of joy. The pain was intense at times. I remember saying to Dale, Never again. But when Kurt was born, somehow the memory of what I'd gone through completely disappeared. The joy was overwhelming. Our child had been freed from the dark womb and brought into the light of day for us to enjoy. The introduction of sin into the world brought pain in childbirth, but even more pain to Christ because of what he bore to produce his offspring, the sons of God. He did this to bring them out of darkness into the glorious freedom of his light. He wanted to enjoy their fellowship. Isaiah 53.10 says, It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days or resurrect him. When Adam and Eve sinned by taking the fruit Satan offered them, God killed an animal shedding its blood to make a covering for them so they wouldn't be naked. He didn't cover their hands or faces, rather the organs that procreate. Why? Because from that point forward, the fruit of the womb needed to be atoned for. The sin of rejecting divine love requires a sacrifice, initially by the blood of a sacrificial lamb, and eventually by the perfect sacrifice, Jesus, the Lamb of God. God sent His innocent Son to suffer and die to provide salvation from sin. Hebrews 2.10 says, In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect or complete through suffering. Hebrews 12.2 reveals how Christ could go through this suffering. It says, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus focused on the outcome of his suffering, producing his co-heirs in glory. Despising the shame means that Christ thought only slightly of what he had to endure, because he considered the joy he'd receive in bringing many sons to the glory they'd lost through sin. He refused the painkiller offered to him to ease the pain on the cross. He felt it all. He participated to the fullest extent. He died in the birthing process. I wouldn't give my son up to die for anyone, would you? Oh, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Out of His great love He picked me up, set my feet on a sturdy Excuse me.
crucifixion was the most hideous kind of execution, reserved for the worst of criminals. Christ endured physical pain beyond our comprehension. He suffered first from a beating that could alone have killed him. The whips used had metal on the tips, which dug into the flesh, tearing it open down to the bone. His brow was pierced from the crown of thorns. Oh, not rosebush thorns that we know. These were each one inch long. His skin was pulled from his face when his beard was plucked out. Ripping, tearing, and dislocation occurred when the cross was thrust into the ground. Carrying and rubbing up against the cross caused abrasions. His hands and feet were pierced from nails. There was internal rupture. In fact, doctors believe he died from a broken heart. His heart actually burst. Oh, and he suffered emotional pain, too. He was deserted in his most needful time by his disciples, whom he'd given his all to. Even his own father turned his back while he bore the sin of the world. He was truly alone. But worse than the physical and emotional suffering was the spiritual suffering. The temptation must have been intense. Must I do it this way, Father? Imagine knowing that his sinless, holy body was going to have all the sin of the world dumped on it. He felt shame. Oh, I know how I feel when I've committed just one sin. Jesus felt the effects of all sin. Isaiah fifty three eleven says, He suffered in his soul. Have you ever suffered in your soul? But what did Christ really suffer on the cross? Hebrews 2, 9 says he suffered death. Romans six twenty three says the wages of sin is death. Christ's goal was to pay those wages so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Death is separation from God in hell forever. For Christ to pay that penalty, he had to experience an eternal separation from his Father for every person's sin. From the time his Father turned from him on the cross to the time he arose, he felt eternal torment for my sins, for your sins. We as believers will never suffer that kind of death because of what he did for us. Oh, we may suffer because of sin, but we don't have to suffer for our sin. Christ took our place. Jesus, the Rose of Sharon, was crushed so we could receive the fragrance of salvation and be born again to eternal life. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Accept his healing today and live.
Thanks for joining the program. 
If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at sandbackministries.com. If God leads you, please send along a love gift to help us stay on this station. Don't miss our next program. It's sure to be a blessing.